Okay. Hi. If you're still listening, that is because you are a Slate Plus member. Thank you very much for your membership. We really appreciate it. Uh, a couple of months ago, Slate designer Derek Johnson came on as our Slate Plus guest to tell us about uh, his plans for hypnobirthing. He and his wife's Vanessa's plans for hypnobirthing their first child. And that child has arrived. Her name is Celine. Yes. She's three weeks old. Uh-huh. And Derek has returned to tell us – you can tell us more about Celine, but mainly has returned to tell us about how hypnobirthing went. And for anyone who maybe has become a member in between, uh, say what hypnobirthing is. Okay. So <laughs> hypnobirthing is a method um, of – getting in tune with your body and being able to deal with the rigors of um, going into labor, you know, um, contractions, et cetera. It's a way it's, it's, it's breathing. It's, um, it's meditation. It's, it's basically a, a way to, to make the um, actual labor part of, of birth not be as crazy as it, it could be. Um, and we went to a class for it. It was a five week class and we completed it. And, uh, and it was, it was a lot of stuff involved. There was uh, MP3s involved. She would listen to things like meditations and all kinds of things. Just keep her, keep her calm, basically. Um, and when she listened to them um, every night, and she did all her, her exercises and whatnot. Um, but um, what happened was uh, she, we started going to the doctor closer to, closer to, the, um, to the, birth da- uh, birth date, the due date. Um, and what happened was she started getting low fluid in, in, um, inside. Um, which is not great because, you know, the baby has to be inside and the flu gets low. It can be a risk of infection, all this other, other stuff. Um, and she went a couple of times to the hospital. And um, the two times she went, basically they gave her an IV, got the fluids back up and sent her home. And after the second time, they said, if you come back a third time and it's low again, we're going to keep you. I'm going to induce you. Um, so that's what happened. Um, Memorial Day weekend, the Friday before Memorial Day weekend, she went and she got her fluids up again, went back on Monday. It was low again and they kept her. Um, and so they, so they induced her. Now she started using the hypnobirthing methods during the induction, you know, and they induce you, it takes a little longer for things to start happening because it's not, it's not natural, you know, contractions. So, you know, there's a lot of others, there's machines involved and so, so many different things. Um, so she used it, she used the, the methods she learned, a lot of deep breathing, a lot of meditation. Um, and she actually labored, um, for a full 24 hours. Um, yeah, which is, which is nuts. Um, but the thing was, I think her body was so tense and like, you know, those nerves and, you know, she was just so tense that the cervix was only opening, I want to say like a centimeter every couple hours. It was like, it was like really, really slow. Um, so eventually towards the end, um, the doctor manually broke her water because he said, okay, we want to start moving things along now. And when that happened, uh, everything went, went to shit. <laughs> so, so hitting up everything was no longer um, an option anymore. <laughs> Um, and, uh, she requested epidural. So, um, and, um, funny enough, after she got the epidural, the baby came like four hours later. Um, it kind of just, she kind of just kind of slid down. It was, it was, yeah. So when she requested the epidural, mm-hmm. I'm assuming as her partner, like part of your role going in, you thought was like to support her in mm-hmm. this hypnobirthing thing. So when yep. she requested the epidural, did you immediately say like, whatever you want? Or did you try, like, I remember, um, John, like John sort of being trained mm-hmm. to, to push back a little bit, right, right? but it's really hard to do. In that and, and I did. No, I did push back. Yeah. Like, um, we actually was- had a duel as well. Um, and the doula was actually there to help her do her hypnobirthing as well, you know, keep her comfortable. And when I, I didn't realize the intensity, she's well, basically, I told her it's going to get more intense when the when the water is broken. And I didn't 
get it until she like she she was hurting before and you now she was going doing her breathing but after that it was just like it was crazy and i was like i'm like you sure like do you you know and actually we actually looked at the clock at one time and like listen we'll we'll do this until like well, it was one o'clock we'll go to one o'clock and if you still you don't think you can you can bear this anymore like just we'll do what you have to do and she held in there and she actually waited she did till one o'clock and she, she kind of okay we'll see what happens but it just got more and more intense she said okay i, I just i can't do it anymore so, yeah. Uh, did either of you, in the end, feel like? How did you feel about it? Does it does it matter to you now, or are you? At just first, like- I was at first I was sad because you know we we went out, we did all this training, and she was she was really gung ho about doing it, going natural all the way, like she really wanted to do it. Um, and at, you know, at, at, after after actually you see the thing happening, you know, they give you a needle and everything. And after I saw her like kind of just like calm down, kind of just kind of turn to jelly and kind of just lay there in the bed and feel and feel better. Actually, actually, felt better too. You know, so it, it, it for for a minute I was a little um, disappointed, but at the end, the, the baby's health is the most important thing. So totally, Jessica, your your labor didn't go as planned either, right? So uh, some of this experience resonates with me. Um, my version of the water breaking when everything went to shit was when we went to the hospital. <laughs> like things were great at home. I labored for a total of 40 hours what? and the, the, and the whole, no, at home it was mm-hmm. fine. I was uh-huh. like bouncing on a ball. I was watching Homeland. Ball, like yeah. everything was fine. And then I got to the hospital um, and they're like, you're at nine centimeters. And I literally high fived my husband like, yeah. yeah, that's how it should go. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you know, we made it almost to the end. Um, and at the hospital, they strapped me to a bed. They put a heart rate monitor on me, and I lay there for seven hours, stuck at nine centimeters. Mm. I did not progress. Mm. And um, my theory of pain during childbirth is that it's not the pain; it's the duration. Right. <laughs> like you can do anything for half an hour, but like you just can't deal with CIA black site torture for <laughs> four or five or six or seven hours. You just can't. And you know, the the I never took a hypnobirthing class, but I definitely took you know hippie crunchy birthing class. Classes, mm-hmm. And they totally demonized the epidural. Man, yep. when they offered me an epidural, I had it. I hung out for a while. I had a conversation with my husband. I ate animal crackers. <laughs> like, it was great. And then they drained the epidural and they hit me with Pitocin and I pushed her out. Like, mm-hmm. it was just... Like, fantastic. Why didn't they get me? I mean, there was no way they could have known I was going to get stuck at nine centimeters for seven hours. But, you know, they could have offered me the epidural like an hour in or something. I thought it was too late. I never asked for an epidural because I I was under the impression that it was too late for one. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I, I remember what my OBGYN told me. When I was like 36 weeks along, she was like, you never want to overprepare. It's one day of your life or in my case, one and a half days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you don't know what's going to happen. You just don't know what's going to happen. And the baby's health and the mother's health are absolutely paramount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's, I, I learned that. Well, you can, can't plan for everything. You just, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But, you know, but everything was great. After that, everything was great. The baby came out fine. Everything was good. Okay. Yeah. My only critique of Derek as a parent is that he doesn't share enough pictures of his baby <laughs> on Slack. So get on that. I know. I don't, I'm trying to find a medium. I don't want to go too crazy, but I don't, you know. No, go crazy. You shared like Please. one. I know. You have not found the medium. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Derek, we're so happy for you. Thank you. And, uh, Congratulations, Derek. Thank you very much. Slate Plus listeners, we're so happy for you that you got to hear Derek's story. Uh, and we're so happy that you are members. Thanks a lot.